Welcome back, everyone, to the show For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This episode, 345B, B. the second episode for the week, we'll now discuss our thoughts on The Beanie Bubble, available on Apple TV+. Plus. With you for that discussion, Grayson Maxwell and Roger Stillian. Chris, still on vacation. For the episode discussing Blue, Blue Beetle. Beetle. <laughs> including the whole box office breakdown, what streaming, and breakdown. trailer talk. Check out episode 345A, posted on Tuesday, 829. We talked about, we watched another movie, another weird one. And I say weird because Zach Galifianakis not having a beard freaks me out. It's, it's jarring. It's, it's a it's, jarring thing. <laughs> it very much is. All right, tomato meter, 48%. Audience score, 61%. That's about where I think both those sit. I don't know how you yeah, feel about sure. that. That's but. fair. <laughs> totally fair. I, I, I agree. Let's talk about some particulars. Zach Galifianakis. Again, a beardless Zach Galifianakis as Ty, Elizabeth Banks as Robbie, Sarah Snook as Sheila, Geraldine Viswanthan as Maya, Tracy Bonner as Rose. Those are the major players. Of course, you have others directed by Kristen Gore and Damian Kalash. And also, Kristen Gore is one of the writers. I like to point that out. She's one of the directors, too. So... Roger, what is the Beanie Bubble about? The the Beanie Bubble is about a fantastic. It is a fantastical retelling of how Beanie came to life, Beanie Babies as we know it. It is quite fantastical. I, I imagine a lot of this is not true, but um, it, it just I mean, seems some of it to, has to be though, right? Well, sure. The names I'm sure are true. Maybe some of the bigger dinner business deals and. I'm sure how they thought they were on top of the world for so long was true also. But let's take a second and go back to Beanie Babies. And people that are too young wouldn't... I mean, you understand the Beanie Babies were a craze. They were everywhere for a long time. But maybe you don't really understand how big if you no, weren't alive were, in that were, time. They were big time, bro. They were big time. And I remember... The only one I remember being huge... I wasn't into the Beanie Babies. No one in my family... Mom had one or two, but only because they were given to her as gifts from her friends. But... The Princess Die Beanie Baby was huge. Was that a real thing? Yeah, Princess Diana had a Beanie Baby. It was I think it was blue, like light royal blue, oh. and it was it was massive. It was huge, and it well not not massive, but like as far as collectability and cost, it was it was one of the biggest ones ever. Hmm. But uh, yeah, just going back, I do remember that craze and how people just went absolutely bonkers. I wasn't really, I don't think I was old enough to really like understand what was going on with them. But people, man, went crazy over those things. But people tend to do that over collectibles, really. So. Yeah, no, they're they're crazy. Did you ever collect any of them, Roger? No, Christ, no. Do you you have them all, don't you, in your closet? Yes, millions <laughs> wasted. <laughs> millions wasted on my babies. attempt to have a million or billion dollars in weirdly soft stuffed animals. Weirdly soft stuffed animals. Yes, we all want those. We all want those. Mm-hmm. All right, let's jump into the movie then. Let's talk about it. Shall we, sir? Let's. All right. First, first impressions on this. After, of oh. course, it took you several minutes to get past Zach Galifianakis without a beard. Yeah, I mean, it, it's jarring. That's the best way to say it. But I mean, here's the here's the real short sum of this movie. Like, this movie's okay. Um, and you know, we we, we joke all the time. But sometimes okay is great, <laughs> and uh, that that's totally fine. I mean, look. The story's not the strongest story in the world. It's it's a weird subject. So if you if you don't really have any interest or you weren't around during that time, it might not be interesting to you. But like it's acted well. The story's fairly strong. 
and it, it's okay. So if you're interested in Beanie Babies or like weird, like a weird snapshot of the late '80s transitioning through the early '90s to see how that all worked out, you know, it all all spikes right through there. Yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting snapshot of time. And the one thing I want to talk about immediately, and and I don't, if this is done poorly in movies, which I don't think this was handled very well, is jumping around in time. Mm. I that really bothers it is, me. It is strange here, it, because they do it quite a few times, and they do it to, like it's sometimes it takes you several minutes to realize where in the story timeline you are, because well, of how they framed it with certain certain uh, scenes that they've set up to to do that. I wasn't a real big fan of them jumping around the way they did until the end where they kind of all put a bow on all the time jumping. And I was like, okay, I, I get it. Like I, so I, I retroactively forgave them for it. Once I understood the, the point they were trying to make. I well, especially okay because you, you, you knew it had to be something pretty significant that Ty is looking at outside the window. Yep. That's kind of, they bookend it with that. Um, but it's, it's an interesting, but I never, I don't think I realized until that time how how far apart time was time was that the that the two women were apart you know what i mean does that yep. make sense so because just so wrong. you know just so you know the 1997 Thai beanie baby princess diana bear is currently on sale on ebay for $8000 oh so that there's there's a few of them that are still but that one's $8000 the princess dies $8000 because it's what i mean that's what it's it's only worth what somebody pays for it and that's, that's what true. it's that's, that's true. what They're it's only, currently listed. You can list something on eBay for a billion dollars, but if no one's paying you for it, then it's yeah, not it worth it. Yeah, it ain't worth a billion dollars until somebody buys it, and then it absolutely is. <laughs> that's insane. How much, but a lot of those, like, the, the the floor really bottomed out on those for most of them, but the princess dies because of who Princess Die was and what happened to her, I'm sure is going to remain. Because uh, she princess died? Wow. <laughs> when, oh, that long, was a fucking home run. God how long were you it, sitting Chris on that one? Even his, he didn't even hear for that. <laughs> He wasn't. He wasn't. You, you you were channeling your inner Chris for that one. I'll give you that much. Hmm. Also, an event that kind of rocked the world for a lot of people was the death of Princess Di. No, we're that not was a big deal. That. Yeah, we are not talking. We're talking about the beanie bubble. So let's talk about it. Let's jump into it. So, how do we feel about? How do, how do we feel about the principal cast of Galifianakis, um, Elizabeth Banks, Sarah Snook, and Viswanthan? So, I mean, I think as a whole, they do fine. But if you're looking for me to compare them to their real life counterparts, <laughs> I don't know. Can't. <laughs> Ain't never heard of any of these people before today. Before I watched this movie, I'm sure that a lot of this is exaggerated for for dramatic storytelling. Sure. Now I do want to talk. I do want to reference for one second. We just watched. Well, not just watched, but several weeks ago, Flame and Hot on Hulu. Mm-hmm. The story about the about the spicy Cheeto, which you broke that- my heart and told me that that's not. <laughs> Very true at all. Yeah, someone's like that's I actually. Li- I thought that movie was good. Well, no, I fucking well hate you it. can you can still have a well made movie that isn't true, nope. but I hate it. <laughs> nope, nope. He hates it. He's, he's done. He's done. Um, well, I'm sure a lot of the f- same elements are here in this one too. Fantastical. I'm sure a lot of the same people in the right time are there, and the decisions that that company made. Sure, I'm sure those are all fair and accurate, but a lot of the filler probably not, and it's probably made to make. I'm. I have a hard time thinking that someone as big as Ty, someone like Ty Warner, could be as big a tool bag as, as as he is in this film. So okay, here's the thing: he kind of is. I uh, I actually went and looked that up, 
And um, there is a article from today. Now, mind you, we're, we're doing this on a different um, a different day than we normally do. We split some stuff up, so it's not. He, the man is currently seventy eight years old, still worth about six billion dollars, and he the, somebody he agreed to an interview about to like do a rebuttal about the beanie bubble. Did you see any of this, Grayson? No, I, I'm actually okay. quite flabbergasted. He's still okay. worth $6 billion. Well, I mean, he made a bunch of money. You know, it's hard to get hard to lose it. He did get busted for a bunch of tax fraud, though. But so let me let me just read you. This is a direct quote from a New York Post thing. Uh, where's that? Let's see. Okay. Uh, about Zach Galifianakis playing him in the movie. Okay. The New York Post asks, who should have played you? And Warner replies, well, first of all, let me say that Zach Galifianakis is a talented, funny man, but he's not playing me in that movie. He's playing a fictional character who just happens to be named Ty Warner. If they did a biopic, I think either Daniel Day-Lewis or Warren Beatty would be more appropriate. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's like shooting for the moon, aren't we, we, fella? Jeez, Louise. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> what, what a fucking dickhead. That, okay, yeah, two of the best actors. Yeah, let's just... Yeah, okay, like, great. dude, <laughs> bro. Daniel Day, I just... Speaking of Daniel Day, this, I just... This this week at work, I just watched uh, Gangs of New York again while I was doing some work, and man, Daniel Day-Lewis, he when he brings it, he fucking brings it, man. Did you want to grow a mustache? I did, I really... Oh, you know what? An interesting little tidbit I read about that movie. You, you know that... You know, uh, Scorsese originally wanted Tom Hanks... To play Bill the Butcher character on Gangs of New York. What? Can you imagine how different that would have been? I mean, no. That's insanity, man. That's uh, sure, whatever. I mean, that's I thought I read that statistic. I was like, that cannot be true, but it is. I mean, it is. I, I on several websites. Well, I mean, again, internet could not be true. But. Everything on the internet is true. <laughs> anyway, but wow, to to say that Daniel Day Lewis should should play the. <laughs> Play you That's a, what, at that point okay. in the article, I just went like, <laughs> okay, this guy is the same guy. <laughs> he is the same guy. But So Ty Warner reaches the heights of what he can with the Beanie Bubble. So let's talk about the others real quick before we move on. Elizabeth Banks, Sarah Snook, and Viswanson, Geraldine Viswanson, which we've seen her in a few things, mm. uh, mainly some Netflix things. Sarah Snook has done her thing, and we've absolutely seen Elizabeth Banks in, at, the, at this point, dozens and dozens and dozens of things. Yep. They're all very good at what they do, and their characters this could have very easily been like an episode of like one tree hill or something. <laughs> you, okay. you know what I'm talking about is actually when yeah, I say I that. I Cause do. it's just so, it's so dramatic and like who's sleeping with who. And this guy that's got all these women under his spell, even though he like, he is such an obvious tool bag, but you don't get He's to be douche. Yeah. But you don't get to be that way in business. If you don't have some kind of charismatic and like, he's so power. here's the thing. If he's anything like how Galifianakis portrays him, the dude has got charisma, like real exactly. showmanship charisma. And it works, dude. It just works. It does. It's, it's very, I mean, I actually think the movie succeeded more as a drama with these, with just a business, uh, a business, a, 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 an eccentric millionaire who's kind of a dick and these women that are in his life and help him and they're in his life at certain points and are all different company in his life. Yeah. Extend like, but more than it is a beanie baby movie. Although I did, I mean, you know what it is? Does, does that make sense? Yep. Sure. Does. I think that's when it was strongest. And I, I, I mean, I don't, 
the beanie bubble itself is a fascinating look into like a decade of american culture and then i mean as you saw it did make it to the uk and other parts of the world you know it did make it around Mm -hmm. however i i think they've the the stronger movie here was just this guy and these women in his life and how he treats them and and how they all kind of i did enjoy and i don't want to spoil anything but i did enjoy how they all got the better of him yes or maybe not the better but but they all they all walked away with quite a bit of what should have been his and and Mm -hmm. that's fine and that's fine but i i I can't help but zach galifianakis is he's he is himself very charismatic and he's a very likable guy especially on screen and it's that was why i was so conflicted with his character here because i just I wanted to be like, God, that guy's an asshole, but he's also played by Zach Galifianakis. So yeah, you know, it's without a beard, things. so he's definitely an asshole. Without a beard, so he's definitely. Remember when he had a perm on due date and becoming? Yes, funny. it was great. <laughs> I actually really like that movie. It's funny. Well, I think that movie's pretty funny. It is. Robert Downey though makes that movie what it is, not, not sure, Galifianakis. But back to the beanie bubble. Um, I I did like how they opened the film with the with the bookend of the moment in time where we keep returning to, but that's how, that's kind of one of our anchor more anchor moments where we know where we are in the story in that little mm-hmm. lobby. And I like that. I like the idea. I, I like the, I think it was Elizabeth Banks who was narrating. Or maybe it was She's all narrating the whole, she narrates the whole okay. movie. I, I like her narration, especially when you see the truck in the beginning, kind of it has an accident and being babies go everywhere and people just lose their minds and trying to snag all they can out of the, because you know you, you can – it sets it up really well what you're going into. A truck that explodes with stuffed animals and the, the stories about the stuffed animals, like that's how you know what you're going into. And I'm okay with that. You're going into a kind of a silly movie, probably pseudo true, but it's going to be a fun ride for the – for the, what, the nine or almost two hours it was. It was almost two hours, wasn't it? It was – Yeah, it was two hours and five minutes. Yeah, it was probably a little longer than it had to been. But yeah, it was, it was very entertaining. So yeah. All right, so, so how these women inter- intersect, and I, I don't, movies that do this time thing, as, as I said before, I really, if you are not careful, it, it tends to stick out like a sore thumb, and it becomes yeah, very It can get away from you if you're not good at it. And I think it, it happens in the, I think it happens in this one. I hate to admit it, but I think it, it kind of got away from the, it kind of got away from the storytellers on this one. Huh, that's fair. You don't think that also? No, I mean, here's the thing. I won't argue with you and say that it wasn't like it was that it was the best transition between time frames because like look, they're they're about they transitioned by about 10 years. And I won't say that it was the biggest worst thing about the movie, but I like I said a little bit ago, I think it's okay when you see how it ends when all the pieces come together to like one point in time and then I'm like, "Okay, I get it." And then I'm okay with it. You understand That's what fair, I mean? Okay. And it's and it's that moment where you there there really was a huge time frame of a huge like distance of time between these women and when they were in his life and when they were in the company. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's I don't think that's made apparent until the ending, until you're like, oh my god, that's when it started. Okay, yep. now because that's when that's when Viswanthan kind of takes off with him. Yep. When he piece sees by what happens, piece, ha- piece. Yeah, and it's it's kind of an interesting storytelling there, but. The thing about the Beanie Bubble is, Beanie much bubble. like, much like Ty Warner, it it's enough to draw you in for the two hours. However, when you sit back and think about it, do you think more of this movie or less of this movie when you like in in in, in hindsight? Um, 
That's a tough that question because question? I don't know. I so I I don't know if it's not fair, but it, it's tough because like this movie generally wouldn't be on my radar in any real capacity because like look as a four year old man, do I really give a shit about the story of the Beanie Babies? Well, Truthfully, I don't think it's on. Not really. I don't think it's on anyone's radar because it's, well, it's that's, it's that's not what I mean, even, right? But like, it's not even a TikTok a, hashtag. So this is a decently made movie that I was fine watching. You know, and I think that's as fair as I can be with it. Like, look, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's it's an interesting subject to tackle because most people wouldn't have thought, hey, this could be a two hour movie, period. It could be. I don't know if like, does this a question we always ask with these movies is, is there does this is there a universe ever where this was a theatrical release? Doubtful. Doubtful. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see this one being released theatrical. I just don't see enough people. I just don't see enough people caring. I see enough people when they see, oh, the Beanie Babies, I remember them, and then they just keep scrolling on the Apple TV app. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that happens a lot for, for this one because it wasn't even, it was barely a TikTok hashtag and or Facebook hashtag when I checked for it. And it, I mean, if no one's talking about it, then no one's talking about it, which is part of the problem with streaming anyway. Sure, but it's sometimes. So Apple TV just recently gave us Tetris as well, which I think we, we generally liked. Yeah, we like Tetris. I think that Tetris was a, is a better movie than this. Oh, Tetris is a much better movie. I don't know if it's got a better cast or a better lead in Taron Edgerton, but it, it's it's a better movie. It's a better idea. It's better written, and it's, it's a better story. It's 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 more streamlined, focused on the Tetris element. When this movie isn't as Beanie Baby focused as it should be, they get kind of lost in the drama of people. Which again, Every I relationship thing, sure. Which is fine. I get that because it. I mean. That can be a big deal to a lot of people, is especially in the in the in the situation that Sarah, that Sheila was in, Sarah, Sarah Snook's character of, you know, she was completely she was taken in by this guy. In the show Succession, by the way. Oh, she yeah, Succession is a great show at, in, in 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 general, but that's she is she is she is she's very good at what she does. Yes. I've never had a, I've never had any complaints about Sarah Snook, but what's interesting about that is. Her character was kind of the heartbreak for me because she was taken in completely by this guy, mm-hmm. you know, even when she didn't want to be. She's like, I don't want to date anyone until my girls are off. They're done. They're off to college. They're out of my house. And this guy completely bamboozles her, changes her world and gets kind of her. He wooed her the old fashioned way, kind of woos his, her daughters too. like they all fall in love with this guy hand over foot, hand over fist. And then he just kind of ah, it's heartbreaking when you just yank the rug out from under him. But like. Th- that's Ty Warner in a way, but we're, discussion's getting away from me. But let's see if we can bring back the Beanie <laughs> Baby. Well, I I, I have some. Desi- so when when you if you had to check yes or no, was this movie about Beanie Babies? Yes or no? Uh, mm, it's tough, yes. isn't it? Okay, I would say yes, though. Was it focused on being about Beanie Babies? No. Nah, see, there's the. When you start to get less and less broad and more specific with it, that's when you start to have a problem. When Tetris, on the other hand, it's yes all the way down the line. So at least I think it is. Maybe yeah, I could be wrong I'd about say that. But... So. No, you're fine. Mm. Anything you really, you really adored about this movie besides beardless Galifianakis? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I adored, but like some of the small points that I liked is like for you to see, because like, look, obviously I, I understand that this movie isn't a straight biography, autobiography, autobiographical sort of thing, right? But if half of the stuff that actually happened, like some of these meetings, and I bet you some of this has got to be true, like some of how these business meetings and shit went is just wild to me, 
right? Because he's just like, oh, yeah, no, we won't do that. And then like two hours later, he's like, okay, yeah, tell him it was my idea and we did it and then send it all off. And like with him spying on other people and shit like that, like I believe stuff like that absolutely could have happened with a guy who is just as cornballish as Ty Warren seems to be. So I agree. And I, I did like to ask, I mean, movies that take place in the 80s and in the 90s, something you can't really <clears throat> undo with history is, especially in business, is especially then, man, that's a man's world. You know, the yeah. 80s and the 90s, like men ruled the business world. And like they do, a, a few of the characters really kind of address that in this movie. And they come yeah. like one of the characters is like, honey, this is. You're you're trying to get ahead in a world you're never going to get ahead in because you're just a woman and that's that, yep. that's just unfortunate. You're behind the eight ball already. Yep. But it's that's an interesting look though because the eighties I think were definitely like that and into the nineties absolutely were like were like that. So I'm I'm glad they didn't kind of pull those punches. I'm, I'm glad we were able to see those. Which sure. again I think I if it was on Netflix I'm not sure we'd have gotten that aspect, but I'm glad Apple did it. So let me ask you this: what of all the streaming services, we got well. Let's just say Apple, Hulu, Netflix, and Amazon. Let's do let's just do the big four right now. Okay. What streaming service does this feel the most like? It feels like an Apple movie, I think. See, this felt like a Hulu movie to me. Really? Especially What's because, that? like, like Flamin' Hot, it felt like Flamin' Hot did to me. Well, can I want? To, okay, so let me tell you why it felt more like an Apple movie to me, right? Okay. The one thing we've noticed, and Chris would agree with us if he was here, but the one thing with Apple, no matter the subject matter, no matter the stars or the you know the people in it and all that stuff, is the Apple shows seem to have a much higher production value. They do. You know what I mean? Like they seem like they're shot better. They seem like they're blocked better. They seem like the music is better. Now listen, that doesn't that doesn't mean the movie overall is better. They just tend to seem to be more well made at this point. Is that fair? No, no, that that is absolutely fair. And um, I think I it's mean, because they don't they're not a content they're not churning content the way especially the way Netflix is. So they're taking their time and putting their stamp on things before they just let it go into the world. So I just Googled beanie, the beanie bubble budget. God, no, an, another B. Beanie bubble budget. It has, now I don't, this is the first one I clicked on. The production budget was 30 million. The cast, all the, paying out all the, paying all the actors was 20. So it's a $50 million, it's $50 million, $50 million budget. Okay. I mean, two hour it, movie with, that's fair, I'd say. And I would think do the one think thing Apple a can lot do. Anymore? I don't think we do. No, do we? I, I, that why that might have been a lot for twenty years ago, but anymore it's like oh only fifty, <laughs> only fifty, huh? Well, well, I read an article today about the movie The Creator, which comes out in September with uh, John David Washington. They said it uh, with a movie that should have this amount of CGI should cost them three hundred million dollars, and they did it under a hundred. So that's impressive. It you is. Can do it, you can do it. Very so. impressive. So absolutely, that's great. God, I man. hope that movie doesn't suck. I'm so fucking disappointed. Well, again, it comes out the same weekend as Weekend Audible from from Saw Ten. I, to be honest, the more I think, I was thinking about this for the last few days as I knew we were going to record this. You should this Saw Ten tonight. your seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you just? I feel like you just slapped your knee because that was one of I them. Did. I did. I fucking yucked. I knew it. I, my knee. I heard the slap like that was sound like Roger's hand hitting his knee. Yes. Um, so maybe it might do me be the, the creator because Saw 10 just doesn't interest me, but the creator does. I, I think it could have an interesting premise, but yeah. 
I think you're right. I think um, that's an interesting feat. And you're probably right in making the the observation that 50 is it really that much of a movie budget anymore. Probably not. Nope. But for a streaming service, this it's I mean that is really getting no direct box office back from this. Yeah, that, that might be a big deal. So maybe. And I'm telling you, when this when this strike is over, we're going to see a major change in the streaming services. When they, when they have to start paying out residuals to every everybody for everything they make, even though these things aren't going to get in views, you're going to see a major change. Slow down, major slowdown in what things are made. Or hey, if that means what, we get better stuff, that's fine by me. Well, I mean, I would just if you take me time, hundred million dollar budget, and you make and you make ten ten million belt ten million dollar budget movies that are probably going to be better than me. Well, no. That will be better than me time because there's nowhere to go but up from me time. I would have been happier with that. I would film 10 jackass related movies <laughs> and then just move along. Roger, if only we could do that, Roger. If only. <laughs> hey, we here's could the do thing, that. bro. I have a camera. We can. We, I mean, nothing's stopping us. You're Listen, right. I'm sure I'll find somebody for 50 bucks that'll stick a firecracker in his butthole. <laughs> Man, I just, I was talking about someone, I was talking about that today actually with uh, Tanner again, jackass. It's like we both have this weird. It's not high cinema, but damn, is it fun! And what yeah. we, I, you know, one of the most interesting things about that is it's this low budget and the the interviews that, that they do with each other after the like during and after is like oh, I find that to be the most interesting. Those are the shit. best, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best. When they, when they talk about how their bodies are just broken, <laughs> just destroyed. <laughs> how when they wake up in the morning, they can't even they have a hard time like getting right for the day. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. But you know, all right, back to Beanie Bubble. We should wrap okay. this up. But okay, I guess my final thoughts on Beanie Bubble is. I this is an Apple production, and I, I it it does have incredibly high production value for me for 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 being an Apple well for any streaming service really. But I wish there had been more of a focus on the Beanie Baby collecting and less on the business practice of Ty Warner, if that makes sense. It does, but I think with the side of the story that we get, if we talk about how crazy the beanie side of it was for like people selling them for like thousands of dollars, like at the beginning of eBay, like that sort of stuff, I don't think you get as, I mean, obviously the story is fictionalized, but I don't think you get as in depth or anything nearly factual because people could just be like, well, yeah, I would have bought that for, you know, $8,000 and blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't, I think that's a hard, that's a harder story to bring to the screen. It is. It is. I mean, we do get a little bit of the insight into, especially those don't know how eBay started. Like, we do get a weird, like, three minute insight into, like, the beginnings of eBay and, and, and how business people saw eBay and how some people immediately saw it as, like, a, oh, no, we can, we can make money off of this. We can use eBay to our advantage and make our product more valuable because oh, dude, I thought this, that was really cool In this cool movie, too. they are so sure that they can control the flow of beanies. <laughs> well, so it's interesting. So I was with the, with the movie Dumb Money right around the corner of mm-hmm. being able to like manipulate and control a market. That's going to be another movie where it's all about market manipulation, especially a free market as a stock market is supposed to, it's set up in a way that you can't manipulate it. And these people did it somehow, but yep. They, I mean, in a lesser way, they were manipulating the Beanie Baby market back in the day. The the, the people they who were making them, and I found that aspect almost of the movie like almost more interesting than the rest of the movie. To be honest with you, well, but, I liked when he meets the lady that like made like the price guide, and he was just like, "Who told you you could do this? <laughs> like, huh? You made three hundred million, three three hundred thousand dollars, huh? And I saw how much of that. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting." <laughs> It's funny the the look at like the early internet how people just saw it as like this completely like 
I, I can remember my dad, like he he told me and my brother, oh, <laughs> the internet's a fad, gaming's a fad. Yeah. And my mom was like, Steve, maybe I don't, I think we're the ones living in an outdated world. Mm. I think our, I think our son's probably right about. Does he still feel that way? Massive. He does not. He has <laughs> he not doubled down, huh? Two thousand and twenty-three is like fucking internet. <laughs> Ruined my well, life. Internet is everything, but all right. But let's uh, let's move to score it then, if okay. we could. You want to go first um, or second? I do want to go first, only because okay. I, I have this number in mind, and I want to make You're sure on that a streak I get it of going first. This is like three movies in a row. Well, I'm I'm doing a lot more thinking, trying to get more critical about the film. So this. So the Beanie Bubble is, I think, it's a more it's a more fun watch than it is than it is a critical watch for people, okay. and I can recommend this, but only just. And in that way, this is a five and a half for me. Okay. Okay, that's a very fair score. I was going to say the same thing, um, because like, look, I, I promise at first, you know, like this movie's okay, and I was happy that it's okay. And I know I just went on this big spiel about this very recently about how. When some movies are okay, it's terrible, and when some movies are okay, it's great. <laughs> this is a, this is a great okay. You know, I didn't feel like I wasted two hours of my life watching this movie. I laughed a few times, and if any of it's true, I learned something about how weird some of these people were. And I think that's it's interesting. You know, like I won't forget it anytime soon. And I probably like look anybody that's around my age or you know right in this age bracket i would probably recommend it to him be like hey if you have apple tv and you were into this or you remember that kind of time frame you may want to check it out so i'd recommend it. i agree so yeah so you you gave it a five five as well right yep yeah so i think that's where it sits fairly um but it, it's an incident i think it's probably 10 or 15 minutes too long as as, as, as well yeah, it probably could have had a few, you know, a few minutes shorter. I mean, some of the scenes drag on a little bit longer than unnecessary, but I couldn't like pinpoint one and be like, we should split this. You know, you could have got rid of this. I can't really do that. Right. That's a tough one, though. Was, I mean, some of those scenes were, you're right. Some of the scenes did kind of drag. So I don't know, it's a tough call, but I think it's about 10 ish, 15 minutes too long. I mean, if it went but to again, like just... from 205 to 150, you know. Yeah, that's 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 a clean few minute cut, absolutely. But um, I'm also disappointed I didn't like understand how like at the time how much money some of these Bean Babies were going to be worth. Oh my god! <laughs> well, and then but here's the thing: they were they were worth money. They worth they were worth money, worth money, and then they weren't worth jack shit. <laughs> which I found to be awesome. But the movie doesn't really go into that. How the how I, the, so th- that's the a story that you probably really want to know. Like you know, talk about like, the, what the hell the happened breakdown. Yeah. Yeah, but. that's what I was interested in learning, and we didn't. We just we just know that it it just fell apart. We don't really, I mean, we don't really know all the causes behind it. But yeah, yeah that's very interesting. But market right, volatility. <laughs> Thank you. With Thank beans. you for joining me this evening again. No, no problem. This has been episode three hundred and forty-five B. We of For Love Cinema, a movie podcast. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Please check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Raj Stillian. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook, always posting things on social media. Check us out on YouTube, planning our return for that. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're going to be taking a look at Gran Turismo. And you are so not invited to my bat bar mitzvah on Netflix bat, by Adam Sandler. Bat, bat mitzvah. Bat mitzvah. Sorry, I said that wrong. And, and, and I knew I did. On Netflix. Inappropriate.